All right, cool. So we got Ramsey in the house, and Ramsey's uh, you're you're, you're literally one of my favorite entrepreneurs of, of all time, dude. Because well, I followed you for years, forever, cool. dude. And I was like, ah, one day I'm probably gonna end up working with you somehow. <laughs> so, but you do a ton of stuff. So Comic Con, yeah. Now you're gonna have a podcast, yeah. You're a musician, yeah. You have a comic book. Check. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you do, man? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I think you know you only live so long, yeah. and and you just and, and as far as I'm concerned, I just I want to try to do as much as I can the whole time, and you know, like like I, I think my parents told me, hey, you can do anything yeah. as a kid, and I, I took it seriously. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to do everything. So let's That's start. Let's start with Comic Con because this yeah. I think this is one of the most interesting things that that is here in the Rio Grande Valley. Super popular. It's probably one of the most popular conventions that happens here in the Rio Grande Valley or yeah. in Texas, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's grown beyond what I thought it would it would grow to. So how did that start? Um, with it started when I was a little bitty Ramsey, reading comic books, and uh, I lived on a ranch. My closest friend lived like two miles away, you know, and uh, I had nothing to do, so I would explore and read comics, and that was my thing and draw. And I guess uh, when I realized there was other people that liked this stuff, you know, I, I became friends with uh, my best friend Jess. Shout out to Jess. Um, we started going to conventions anytime we could. And I think our first convention was a small one in Houston. It was like in a hotel lobby. And we met some of our favorite artists. And then the next one we went to was probably like in 1999. It was, it was called, it was Wizard World in Chicago. Hmm. And, and it was, it was, it was like way different. This was inside a, you know, a convention center and there was a ton of people. They had, you know, celebrities there. Um, there was, uh, I think, the Hellboy, the first Hellboy movie was yeah. about to come out. So they were, like, you know, giving out a, a promotional material for that. And and it was just a really cool thing. And I was like, man, I wish I could do this all the time. And uh, and now I do. <laughs> that, that's a very ballsy move, though. Like, it, it's, like it's insane. Like, thinking about doing it and then doing it are yeah, two completely different things. For sure. And <laughs> and I think I was just at a, at a point in my life where I was so in debt. You know that you know, and and I, I had I, I used to work in advertising agencies you uh -huh. know, here in the valley and stuff. And at some point, I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna strike out on my own, and um, and you know, and and it was it so it I was trying to do what people are doing now back then, back then. when there wasn't. You know, the, I guess social media wasn't where it was, you know, and yeah. I was trying to push content creation and trying to do all this, all this kind of stuff. And and I was having a hard time. Right. And uh, anyway, that with, you know, with student loans and all kinds of stuff, you know, I, I was just so deeply in debt. And I was like, OK, I have nothing to lose. <laughs> I can risk everything when you're when you're so low. It yeah. doesn't matter, dude. You know, like how can I, so I'm more in debt. Big deal. You yeah. Know? And so I took a risk, and and uh, luckily it, it it paid off. So. That's awesome, man. I, <laughs> I, I find it interesting because I'm not from that world, so I don't. I, I kind of distance myself. But the people there are fanatics, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And, and who would have thought there was other people like me here? Yeah. So it's, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I'm, people are genuinely having fun there. So you oh, you yeah. literally brought down something that gives people these this joy, man. Well, that's that's thank you. I appreciate. So that. I yeah. cannot talk about South Texas Comic Con without marketing and advertising. All right. This is literally what what I'm super interested in. I always try to touch on this in every single podcast. 
how are you doing the marketing and advertising? Because you corrected me the other day, and I, I find this interesting because I, I admit when I'm wrong. So <laughs> what, what, how, how did I correct you? So <laughs> I was talking about the about the the radio, how they have eighty seven thousand subscribers, right? Mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. listeners, and you're like, but your demographic is on there. They're listening to certain things, and then it gels with that audience. So yeah. I'm always like, I'm against billboards, radio yeah, stuff like for that. For sure, for sure. But you're right because if something works for that niche or something for that for that industry, it works. And, so touch on that. And and so so the way I see Comic Con is it's it's a, a pie, right? Um, we have basically something for everyone in the family, and you reach the kids a different way than you're going to reach the grandpas and the dads. You know, and and so we kind of take that, um, I guess, that mindset and run with it. And yeah. we kind of spread out our advertising dollars, you know, in a way that we feel, OK, well, we, we kind of look at the percentages like, OK, how much how much of the uh, how many of the people there are young people mm-hmm. versus how many of them are older people that probably read the newspaper? You know, how many of them drive on the expressway every day? So, you know, um Billboards can be hit or miss, especially the digital ones that are switching every three seconds, know, every, five seconds. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you, and, and, you know, billboards, you have literally two seconds to make sense of whatever's on there, yeah. you know, as you're zooming by. And so you got to be really concise with your message. And, and so and then if it's rotating, you know, they might see, it. you they know, they might say it, they might not. So so it, it can be hit or miss. But I think, um, you know, the people that are driving by at that point well, you know, if I can make it, you know, make the image cool enough yeah. or, or, you know, clear enough that it, it'll help. But definitely, I, I think and, and, and so I fought this battle 10 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, YouTube was new, you know, MySpace, Facebook, they were just coming up. And, uh, and I was trying to push everybody towards digital. Yeah. And and now, you know, here we are 10 years later and and you're still able to pushing do this. It. Yeah. Still trying yeah, to push you know, it. Exactly, but there but the valley is is kind of resistant to change at mm-hmm. times, you know. And and um and and so I just kind of take that mindset for it. And every year we move forward and we're putting more towards digital and mm-hmm. less towards other avenues. The traditional type of stuff. Yeah, but I I think uh, you know, for our particular market, if it was all young kids, you know, I'd be all over Snapchat. All day long, you yeah. know, but it, but it's really, um, it, it's really a, a, like I said, a pie, a whole bunch of, it's, it's like a whole family that's there. Yeah, well, now it's yeah. even skewed even younger because the uh, TikTok's around now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. insane. I tried, uh, I tried already to send an email to TikTok so I can get on the advertising platform. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've been denied. Oh, <laughs> they no. Have, they have <laughs> requests. Remember when we were trying to get on Twitch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, whatever happened was with that? We, uh, we, we, well, nothing, right? We, we, we are on Twitch through my comic book store, but not. In the advertising, the advertising. Sense, just in the streaming oh, side because of the, of the I would love so. to t- I would love to put some ad dollars yeah in there. <laughs> and, and so this year I mean you know it's coming up here in a couple months and, mm-hmm. and we'll be working on it and, and let's let's push for it yeah, let's see what else we can you know what other areas we we worked on uh what was it snapchat yeah so a lot of people year. don't know that that me and ramsey work together oh, yeah. on south Texas comic con <laughs> so we, we do a lot of the advertising and marketing together yeah and they have a freaking phenomenal i mean creative team your creative team Thank is you. phenomenal, dude. Thank you. So it makes it very easy for my ads to, to get consumed because <laughs> pretty stuff gets consumed yeah, a lot faster. Sure. So, for but sure. I think that's one of the things that people don't understand is that your creative is one thing and then the advertising is the other. Yeah. If they gel really good together and you have a really good message, yeah. then it just goes. I think uh, with Snapchat, 
prices already gone up, dude. Did they? Oh, <laughs> yes. man. They, they, they're so, on to us. So expect a good 30% <laughs> increase already. Man, hey, well, as long as it's working, yeah. you know, I don't it, mind paying for it. it it's cool man. because I, 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 love, I love TikTok advertising under because they ripped off Facebook's ad platform yeah. and literally just put it in there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the impressions are super cheap. We're leading the web to the website. Yeah. All and our stuff, stuff did really, really well on yeah, there, too. It did. So we, we had a ton of impressions on there. And... Uh, um, yeah, and, and let's let's see what's new. I mean, if we can get into TikTok, I mean, yeah. it's all the rage. I'm on TikTok. I've only uploaded like <laughs> three videos of my like birds. I see stuff. Frank's on there too. Yeah, Frank's on there. Our, my my band is yeah. on there. You know, we're always pranking our our guitarist and, and those videos <laughs> and get like thousands and thousands of views. Yeah. You know, it's hilarious, dude. So, Y'all are super creative, and I love to see that because not too many people here in the valley will take that time to do it, yeah. especially in a band. Yeah. So and, I think all we have is time. In that band. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, we, we I, I think the approach we're taking as far as the band is concerned. Um, and by the way, we're called 40 Caliber Kiss. So you can check us out on Spotify Plug. and all the streaming channels. Yes. Um, we're we're taking, you know, in, in previous bands that I was in, it was just like, oh, let's play as much as we can yeah. everywhere, anytime, 10 times in the same week, you know, in the same city. And we've we've kind of taken a step back and 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 we're like you know what let's 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 do something different let's let's create content let's let's connect with you know audiences not just here on stage but everywhere with these these platforms you know that are available to us now and um so 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 yeah the time that we're not spending playing a million shows it's it's not like in the old days where you know to to make it you had to go out on tour and be a road dog and just tour, tour, tour till you hit big, you know. Um, now the audience is literally, you know, in your hand on your yeah. phone. And so instead of playing so many shows, we're kind of scaling that back and say, hey, you know what? We're only going to play maybe three times, four times in the Valley a year, you know, uh, three or four times in San Antonio, you know, and, and so on and so forth and use the rest of the time to create content yeah. you know and and music of course you know but it's uh it's 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 a lot of fun we we, we, yeah. we try to have fun with it and i think that's 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 better because you're not burning yourselves out and not burning out your audience but you're creating contents that people can consume yeah. and, and, and it's funny and it shows can, your attitude if we can make you laugh there's more of a chance that you're going to yeah. check out our music you know, rather than just like, hey, you know, I heard of this band, but you know, it, it's hard. It, it's really hard to get people to listen to your music. Yeah. I think uh, back in the day, if a band was on a label, you trusted it more and you're like, oh, they have to be good, you know, but now with the Internet and labels, you know, being where they are and streaming music and, and you know, everything that happened after Napster, um, it's different now. And, and especially with social media now, um you can reach a huge audience, but that means all the bands are doing it, yeah. good or bad. You know, so it, it's really hard for for you know to get people to take the time to listen to your music. Yeah, and so so we try to you know, and that's that's one of the things I love about Facebook and and YouTube and Instagram is that you can advertise. Like for my podcast, I'm pushing out advertisements through the whole Rio Grande Valley because mm-hmm. I want to be the person that people come to when they want a business podcast. Like yeah. when these big companies want to try a podcast. 
I want them to only think of me when it yeah. comes to that. So I, I don't mind investing dollars into my brand. Same thing as you, yeah, right? For sure. So I think a lot of people have a problem with that because it's not it's not physical. Yeah. It, it, I think it pays off later, but you have to be willing to put in yeah, the work. It's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. It, it's always a scary step. Right now, um, we so I have my podcast area that we do our Comic-Con kind of podcast stuff um, at there at my office. And we're renting another office next door and painted green and and have it as a green screen. One to use for us, but you know, for anybody that might want to have a podcast there, could rent it out to them and stuff. And yeah. you know, they can do it there. Um, I don't want to edit their podcast. I don't want to do any of that <laughs> stuff, right? But we'd have yeah. a place there. Uh, but mainly, it's so we can do stuff with all my projects, with my comic book, with my my podcast. It's multi-purpose. With, you know, uh, the band or, or yeah. whatever comes up, you know, and, and that way we're not always using that one backdrop, you know, that uh, kind of has become like the Comic-Con right. thing if I'm using it for everything, you know. Yeah. And with a green screen, you can you can just wipe now, it all out. You're right, because I think um, I think getting all this content and getting all these these different ideas and making them work together, it yeah. makes sense. Like, I only figured out photography and videography good enough so I can sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the sure. advertising is really where it's at. Like, for you sure. can have beautiful videography, beautiful photography, and very few people are going to see it. Yeah. So sometimes that doesn't even matter. And the production cost of anything has literally gone down. Yeah. So the advertising aspect of it gets it out to a huge audience, and then you can just retarget these people. And I think that's super interesting that... Not too many people really understand, especially when I talk to business owners and I'm, I'm talking about it. I, I, I spread the fucking Facebook gospel. <laughs> gospel <dude. yeah. laughs> so I'm talking about it all the time. And I think that's why I started sharing other agencies like content, because if I'm only talking about it all the time, they're like, oh, this dude's just talking about Facebook and Instagram, yeah, yeah. And YouTube all the time. But if I share other people that are talking about the same thing, it seems to be better adapted or, or better adopted yeah. by and, other people. And it gives you a credibility as yeah, well. That so, you're not the only one. So I had to change Sorry. my mentality quite a, quite a while back. And I was just like, you know what? Give value, give value, share other people's stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, it's helped me grow as a person, as an advertiser. And I think it's very important that people should do that. Yeah. Like even in bands or in, in anything, dude, like... Give value, 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 and then you go in for the ask. I have no problem going in for ask. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And that, that, that was my problem. I, I was never a salesman. Mm -hmm. And that was the, the part that I had to kind of, you know, learn. And I'm still not great at it. But, <laughs> you know, um, I, I give a lot of, you know, primo discounts and, you know, all that kind of stuff when I, I really shouldn't. But, you know, speaking of your of your content stuff, um, like it's come a long way, dude. Yeah. In, the, in the what's it going to be three years that we we've been working together now? Mm -hmm. And I saw some stuff the other day. I'm like, damn, dude! Like you're 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 killing. I'm growing. It, so I'm growing. It's so. only you'll hopefully grow instead of going backwards <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and it's looking great, man. So so cool, I'm really man. proud of you, dude. Yeah, sure. I'm trying. I think I think I'm trying to gel all the things that I like together. And uh, it was at one point it was music. I mean, I would uh -huh. play drums. I would I would sing. But I was like, I don't want the uh, I don't want the allure of being the front man because sometimes it's, it's scary and it's dangerous. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat behind the drums and I was like, oh, it kind of got repetitive over time as we were playing covers and then we started playing a few originals, but it never went where I wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I found this advertising, I got good at it, it got better, and it's just it's growing and it works. Yeah, yeah. And I sure. think that's what a lot of people don't get is like you can change your lifestyle anytime you want i think a lot of people are scared like no i gotta do this one thing i gotta do this one yeah. thing and it was never like that for you right because you try I a mean, ton of different stuff uh, yeah and and so like i said my parents told me hey you know you can be anything you yeah. can do anything 
and I took them seriously. And so now I'm doing anything and everything. And, and so my degree is in graphic de design and advertising. Mm -hmm. So that was the field I went into. And then um, I did it a lot for other companies very successfully. I, I won some awards, you know, nice. and stuff like that. I still have yet um, to win a fucking award. You know, and, and, and it was cool. Like my first year out, I won two awards. I'm like, oh man, I'm awesome, you know, and, and, and thinking I was great. And all these, you know, other advertising agencies were like at the award ceremony were like, hey, well, you know, you want to come work for us or hey, come work for us. And I was like, man, I'm, you know, but uh, I struck out on my own. And then honestly, if I'm being super honest on this podcast, <laughs> um, it gets tiresome trying to help people with your expertise, but they're like, no, I want it this way. And right. no matter what you tell them, they want it a certain way. And, and you know, and, and it, it, sometimes it was like, oh, man, I don't want to put my name on this. Like, like really? Like, yeah. this is what you want? And, and so I said at some point, I was like, you know what? Instead of giving away my expertise to all these other businesses, and don't get me wrong, I still have certain clients that I still work with and I keep and that pay on time and actually chase me down yeah. to pay me, which is very rare. Usually yeah. you got to chase people <laughs> down to pay you. Um, you know, I, I keep a few of them and I still do work here and there. But for the most part, I said, I'm going to just use my expertise to build my brands. Yeah. And... And that's what I've been doing for, for several years now. I think you touched on something very interesting because I'm going through that exact same thing right mm -hmm. now. So we're, we're obviously we have an expertise, right? And mm -hmm. then the clients are like, no, I want it this way. I want it this way. I want mm -hmm. it this way. They're not from that world. So yeah. they, they don't really get it. Like, especially with websites. I think websites is a very interesting one because um, I learned a customer, oh, son of a bitch, can't even, conversion rate optimization. Mm -hmm. So we're, mm -hmm. we're pushing certain things at, in the front where they go to first. Yeah. So he's just making it very easy for them. But I think what a lot of people are in love with is, is they see one thing and then they say, oh, I want that. Yeah. And then two weeks later, no, I want that. Yeah. I, I want that. And in this world, it really doesn't work like that. But I mean, you have to use the data and the metrics to actually do that stuff. Exactly. Touch exactly. on that because I, I think I, I talk about it all the time. So it's like this dude's talking about this again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's true. And, 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 and so those, those were a lot of things that I had to try to overcome. And I had some great clients that are like, hey, I absolutely trust you. Oh. Uh, do your best work, go, here's some money, you know, and, and those were the ones that got the best results, you know, and then when you're, when you're trying to help a, a client and you're trying to guide them in the right direction and say, Hey, look, like I, I do have all this experience, you know, 20 years worth of experience doing this stuff professionally, you should probably hear me out, right. you know, and they still want something else and then they don't get the results. Yeah. You know, who are they going to pin it on? They're going to yeah. go, well, your stuff didn't work. Yeah, you know, exactly. they're not going to say, oh, well, it was my bad ideas. You yeah. know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I get it. You know, uh, businesses are it's it's a very sensitive thing. I think it's 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 almost like your baby and you're you're scared to let it go out into the world or give other people yeah, access to it. And I think it's important to, to say you're they coming from, it, yeah. right? You're, you're, so, you're, you're coming know. from both perspectives because you are the client and you are also a business yeah, owner. Exactly. So. And and so and sometimes I, I and I have this battle with myself like, "Oh man, I want to do this." You know, and it's like, "Okay." <laughs> you you know, and and sometimes I'll just throw money at it just so I can do it. Yeah. And I'll be like, "Yeah, I knew I shouldn't have done that." <laughs> but I did it just to do it, you know? And uh, so I'll have that same battle with myself. So I understand it. I get, I get that. Hey, you know, the, your business is like your baby. Oh. You want to take care of it. You think you know what's best, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, if if you're thinking of it like a baby, you can't be 
your baby's teacher through every grade, through every yeah. subject. You know what I mean? So yeah. so sometimes you do have to let go and let the, the professionals uh, take care of it. Yeah, I think I, I burned bridges with one of my uh, one of my good friends. She takes me to uh, to MLB Mexico every year. Oh, oh yeah. Now she's super cool. One of the best graphic designers that I've ever met. And she designed one of my websites that for a client, right? So what happened is I'm not from the website world, so mm -hmm. I'm the business guy, I'm the sales guy, so I'm here like, hey, can you do this, can you do this? It's like, no, it's, that's the way it is. Like, it, I see it this way, so same mm -hmm. thing, questioning mm -hmm. the expertise. But at the same time, I was getting a lot of heat from the clients. Like, can you just put this here? Can you put this here? So I was like, oh, what I do? Yeah, it's tough. So at the end and of the day, I had to like move things around and it, yeah. it, it sucks because I, I hate burning bridges with anybody was like yeah, for sure. but it's at the same time it's like shit like how am i gonna make these things yeah. work i'm the middleman right and, and 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 you know sometimes on that odd occasion you know you know sometimes it's not a bad idea to take on some suggestions sometimes you'll find like wow that did work yeah i didn't think that was gonna work you know but that's a rule few and far between for sure but so so that's kind of why i, I kind of stopped doing advertising for for other people yeah. and just said, you know what? I have my own brands. I'm just going to put in, pour in all my expertise into my own and bring in people who uh, know more than me, you know, yeah. and, and help me on other aspects as yeah. well. I think, I think that's a very important thing is because sometimes you're not good at everything and being able to admit that is a mm -hmm. huge thing. Like I'm a horrible fucking writer. Like I can't write for shit. My grammar's <laughs> crap half of the time. So I hired on a content writer, mm -hmm. but I still love to write. So like, you'll see some stuff that just doesn't make any sense sometimes, <laughs> but I have to get it out. You're like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a, a creative person. I have yeah. to be creative. I mean, you're saying you're the same way. Exactly. A lot of your team is the same way too. How do you get creativity? Because you're pumping out a ton of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I think um, uh, a lot of it comes. It, it's like fuel for a fire, right? Um, in my previous bands, like a lot of the emotional stuff that I was going through or whatever was happening in my you know, personal life was the fuel for the lyrics and the music and, and that kind of stuff. For the drawing and art side of things, you know, it, it's it's a little harder, man, because, you know, you can see something that'll inspire you, you know, sometimes that'll work, but sometimes there's just, there's nothing, nothing there, yeah. you know? And um, I think it also might uh, have to do with uh, uh, discipline, like, you know, artists are very undisciplined. And I learned this. I, I'm, I'm creating a comic book. Um, and I have been for about a year and a half, right? I'm an artist. I love to draw. But I'm doing a thousand things. And I, I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to hire. There's, there's plenty of talented artists out there. I'm going to hire one to draw it for me. I'm going to write the script, you know, and, and just get it out already. Because if I wait for me to draw it... Mm -hmm. It's going to take, you know, another decade before, you know, I, we see it. <laughs> so uh, and so what I found out is that, you know, as, as I, I already knew, you know, being an art student and all that stuff, um, you know, a lot of artists out there are very uh, unreliable, you know, and uh, and oh man, I'm just not feeling it, you know, or oh man, the creativity is not there, yeah. you know. But I also think it has to do with discipline. And, and if you can sit down and train your mind to like, hey man, from this time to this time, I'm gonna do this, and you know what, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna strike out, you know, some of the times, but eventually, if you do it enough, I think you know, it's a muscle that you can kind of, 
you know, uh, train train to to do it all yeah. the time. Uh, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still trying to figure that <laughs> out. You know, if not, I'd be drawing my own comic too. But um, you know, as far as like stuff for for logo making, mm-hmm. which is is still art, I think, um, but it's not to me like drawing. And and it comes back to what I'm saying. I attribute it to discipline. You know what? I have to do this. This was my job. Right. You're going to sit there and you're going to figure it out until you make it work. You know, so it's way easier for me to sit down and create a badass logo than it is for me to sit down and draw something because, like I said, I've exercised that muscle and it's become more of a discipline thing. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because my content writer, I found her on Fiverr. I actually mm-hmm. had her write an article from her point of view about being a Fiverr. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it, was, it was super interesting. <laughs> I put it up on, on, on LinkedIn. That's cool. Because it's cool. Like, like I want her perspective. But mm-hmm. she does. A, she's a new mom, so I, I didn't know this, but she said that she needed a few days extra. I was like, go for it. So it's 10 articles that I pay for each time that I use her. Mm-hmm. And this time I, th- I bombarded her. Like, I need two orders. <laughs> so it was 20 articles, but she pumped them out fast, dude. Yeah. Like, she's, that's what she does. Like, she's she's yeah. obviously exercises her talent, right? So all her content is really good. And it's about super diverse subjects, about dentistry, about attorneys, about social media. So it's pretty cool. And she's from Canada. So Wow. Yeah. It's, I think those are the cool things about finding these talented people that you're giving them a chance and you're, you're trying out these things. And like you said, there's a lot of them that are unreliable. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when you find one yeah. of keeping her yeah exactly yeah. You, you treat them well and it, it's, it's the same thing in business with employees you know yeah. sometimes you you hit a home run and you get a good one and sometimes you know man they last two weeks and you're like okay that one you know you know it's not gonna work and, yeah and you hold on to the good ones and you make sure that they're appreciated and have you ever dealt with uh or actually, I, gotta, I gotta show my <laughs> Joseph, best friend joseph <laughs> i love this dog always out What's on up, the dude? podcast <laughs> So on camera before? Oh, all the time, oh, okay, dude. He right. comes in and out, boom. <laughs> um, I was going to talk about millennials. Mm-hmm. So millennials get shit on a lot, yeah. right? Obviously, in your in your work, you hire people. You you employ people. Do you hire millennials? Yes. So what's their work ethic? Because I'm 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 always interested in this. Don't worry, because they're probably not going to listen to this. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no. Honestly, honestly, it's just as hit or miss as anybody else. Yeah. You know, Gen Xers, millennials. You know, what is the next group below that? I don't know or above TikTok. that. TikTok. It's just a TikTok. Know. And <laughs> and you know, it's it's. I, I don't see a difference. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, millennials are ruining the world, but they said that about us, and they yeah. said that about the previous generation. Yeah. All our music has sucked in the eyes of our parents. So you know, <laughs> uh, but I, I see you know I see the same thing. You know, some are really awesome. Uh, right now, the the manager that I have at at Kaboom, uh, he's a, a millennial, and and he's he's rocking it. You know, he's he's uh, you know always thinking, what can I do to get you know, more people in here. What can I do to get more business? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's going to be the, I, I feel it's going to be the same ratio. Yeah. You know, no, I, I agree completely. Too I, I, and, and I think, I think it's just, you know, the older generations like to shit on the yeah. younger generations. It's always just, been like that. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's, it's never going to change, you know, and, but, but, you know, I will say there, the, Rap is not what it used to be for yeah. sure. So I will, I will country, you know, I, I'm already that, I'm already that, that old where it's like, damn, dude, is that what they're listening to? Man, that's terrible. You know, but anyway, but uh, you know, to their defense, y'all are great people. So, you know, and, and just as good or bad as previous generations, as far as I know. <laughs> so besides Comic-Con, what's been your biggest risk? Oh man. Well, I mean, 
any any business you open is is a risk and um i you know other than comic-con comic-con has been obviously the biggest risk uh we started originally with uh south texas horror con in 2012 and 2013 and then expanded i, I wanted to start with a comic-con i was just scared to go there All out. without trying something smaller and uh kind of glad i did you know sometimes i'm like man if i'd have started this a long time ago it might be even bigger now right but um you know, I didn't know how the Valley was going to Accept take this or, you know, is it going to just be, you know, like, like, who are these crazy dudes, you know, like five of us, you know, <laughs> inside, a, you know, dressed up in a, in a convention center, you know. But um, other than that, I mean, Kaboom is, is a big risk as well. Uh, comic books and collectibles is what I do. And um, it's it's a uh, it's in a weird spot right now. So. You know, back in the day, video games when I was young had just come out, right? And but people still read comics. Uh, comics used to sell in the millions of copies easily. Sometimes, you know, up to seven point five million. I Damn. think on X Men number one that came out in the nineties, um, it was it was huge, and they only cost like a dollar, a dollar fifty, or something like that. And and people would spend their allowance, you know, all their allowance on them. And now with the rise of video games and social media and all the interactivity on the web, um, comic book sales have dropped. And, and I think the best selling comic, and it's like very rare that anything reaches these numbers, was like uh, Detective Comics number 1000 with hmm. Batman or Action Comics number 1000, where they sold 500,000 copies. And that's been the most copies sold in, in a long time. Yeah. You know, but now comics cost, you know, three to five bucks, sometimes even 10 bucks. And so it's not, you know, something that, oh man, it's just a dollar. It's just, you, right, know, right, right. you know, I can't even imagine my parents used to pay 10 cents, yeah. you know, for comics back in the day. So, um, you know, it's an expensive hobby, um, but it is uh, a very select amount of people that actually partake in it. You'll have more people that like the movies and might go buy a figure or might go buy a keychain or yeah. a t-shirt or something along those lines. And so you, you see... Uh, which is another problem. One, the market for actual comics is shrinking. Um, the pop culture market is growing for other stuff like figures and statues and, and all You're that collector kind of, of stuff. Things I collect a lot of things. <laughs> but now Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop, you know, all these other stores are starting to expand into what used to be something you could only get at our types of shops. Gotcha. So. Now, and I'll just, I'll just use this as, as an example, uh, a Spider-Man toy, mm -hmm. you know, at Walmart will sell for 20 bucks now. And um, I don't know what Walmart pays, but I'm sure they buy them in bulk right. for all their stores. So they pay, buy them dirt cheap. You know, they're able to strike these deals and sell them, you know, for the price that we pay for them. Damn. So we have to sell them at like five bucks more, 25 bucks, just to make a little bit of money, which right, is a terrible right. margin. If you're in business and you're making 20%. You know, back on your return, that's that's terrible margins, right? But that's where things are right now. Yeah. And then with Amazon and everything, you know, it's it's easier to just order things at your fingertip. Hmm. So so when I got into it about ten years ago, uh, I think actually this is our tenth ten year anniversary. I got to nice. do something yeah. for it. Um, I was like, oh man, we probably got ten years left. You know, let me let me give it a try. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a kind of a, I'm almost like you know blockbusters. You don't see a lot of blockbusters yeah. anymore. That's true. Uh, the only thing that we do have in our favor is is that 
there's still hardcore collectors that like to collect them for, you know, and there's still money to be made if you're, you know, speculating on what comics are coming out and which ones are going to be worth money. Right. And so we do have those people. We do have the, you know, the hobbyists who, who like the movies and maybe want like some kind of, you know, thing for their desk and stuff like that. But for the most part, the future is pretty, pretty scary because, like I said, Walmart's moving all up Damn. and that stuff and, and even Best Buy you know, is is starting to open up a collectible section and stuff. So so that one's probably pretty scary, but, you know, not as scary as, as Comic-Con was. I wonder if Best Buy is just going to shut it down if it doesn't work. Like, remember they had all the music gear at mm-hmm, one point? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. That, that stuff and didn't they, work. And that, yeah, that didn't work. Um, GameStop is losing money left and right. Um, people are now downloading the games instead of going and buying them. And it's a lot easier because... You can pre-download the game the week before it comes out, and then that day, boom, it's ready to go. Hmm. You know, that's awesome. And and so it's, modern it's convenience. Yeah, right? yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. At midnight, boom, there it is. You can play. And so that's um, kind of been a thorn in their side. So they're trying to find other avenues, and now they found collectibles. They're like, hey, let's try that out. And uh, and they, uh, you know, they they have a, a thing. Hey, man, if it doesn't sell like in a month, clearance it, get it out of here. Hmm. You know, and they're just kind of like burning through right. it. So, but and whereas we, you know, we're a smaller store, we can't we can't really right. compete. Burn with through that. all that stuff. Esports is interesting to me. You mm-hmm. went to the esports stadium, didn't you? I did the esports arena in. How Arlington. was that? Because I it's, it's coming. It's it's a huge thing already. Yeah, for sure. And it's just for gonna sure. get bigger. Mm-hmm. And and basically they repurposed uh, part of the Arlington Convention Center. Uh, as an esports arena, hmm. and uh, they put in some really cool, like a really awesome stage with with giant LED screens, a crazy stage that lights up, all modern, you know, state of the art connections. Like any room you're in, they have like, and, and this was the inspiration for the podcast room that I'm building over there. Um, they have all these rooms where where this the I guess the kind of the esports casters can go in. There's a green screen behind them. The TVs are already set up. They can see live exactly what's huh. happening. There's also a control room where the people are like switching between this camera and that camera. And it's, it's just so amazing. That's dude. crazy, it's dude. so awesome to see that, you know, finally happening as a kid, man. I yeah. can't imagine <laughs> being a kid now and growing up with that as the norm because, yeah. you know, back in the day we had that movie, The Wizard. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know? And they had this huge, you know, Nintendo arena with Super Mario's 3 and we're like, wow, you know. You know, well now it's like it's a reality. It's real, you know? and these this is not like a it's not like a small thing. Like kids are actually making money off this stuff, right? Yeah, they're they're getting rich, and and they actually they had a whole room devoted for you know for these winners to go in and process how much money they just won. Damn. And so they they had a like a really cool little environment, and he's like, and the guy that was giving us a tour, you know, it was like, yeah, this is the room where they like they they go in and they like process like wow i just won a million dollars this is insane you know and uh but yeah there's there's millionaire gamers out there and and that's when insane, i was a kid man. i i couldn't even imagine that dude. damn yeah because i follow gary vaynerchuk and he just purchased one of the one of the franchises of esports oh, really? yeah so i found that interesting too he's coming at it from a different angle because mm-hmm. these are it's gonna be like nfl yeah yeah yeah. it's gonna be crazy it's yeah. gonna be one thing that it's it's weird because you're watching somebody play the game 
which is a huge yep. phenomenon even on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, having to watch my sisters play, and I was like, I just want it to be my turn because <laughs> yeah. I want to play. I don't want to watch you play. Exactly. But now that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a normal thing. I remember my daughter used to see uh, kids playing games all the time. I was like, why don't you just play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my, but... my kids would watch uh, Minecraft videos, yeah. and it's like, why are you watching it? Go play it. <laughs> no, Dad, it's good. It's watch. Why? I'm like, oh, no, that's boring. You know, but hey, it's not for me. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it's it's insane that 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 people can get rich off of them. And there's literally like, like they're the new rock stars. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, yeah. dude. Like even the YouTube stars, like people get all crazy about meeting these like Logan Paul and all those mm-hmm, stuff. Like, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And uh, I think we had this conversation about this last time about bringing YouTubers to Comic-Con. Yeah. And, well, and so we, we've been working on that. It's, it's been, uh, you know, it's, it's easier. It's weird. And, and so it is a Comic-Con and I have a background in comics. I absolutely, you know, live breathe comics and but we have a hard time getting comic book artists and we have a hard time getting youtubers but hmm. celebrities no problem no problem yeah, anymore you know now that we've had a few and people like have had good experiences yeah. here with us you know not a problem but comic book artists it's hard i guess because they got deadlines they can only do maybe one show a month gotcha or you know if celebrities aren't working they can do like every weekend you know hmm. interesting um, youtubers uh we just you know we we, we brought in a few but yeah, we 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 Explore. hit a wall there, and so we're still trying to break down that wall. Yeah, it, it's so. it's a very interesting thing because you go through agents and all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So and finding these agents, and you know, uh, it used to be where where YouTubers didn't have agents, and now they have agents. That's crazy, man. You know, and and now they're sought after, and now we're competing with every other Comic Con that's happening, you know, around the world. Yeah, you know, and there's some on our dates in Calgary and and other parts of, of the of the U.S. as well, and I yeah. think in Wales maybe. I think it's interesting to say that that you're not only getting people from the Rio Grande Valley. I think you got people from Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. people fly in from all over the U.S. Uh, Honolulu, uh, Japan, like they they come from everywhere to meet the celebrities or to be part of the show, which is insane you know yeah. to me yeah when i was looking at the data and analytics i was like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the little dots all over, all over. <laughs> yeah. there, you know you can see all the little dots from where people are coming from all over the united states that are buying tickets it's and i was crazy. like wow what's, what's this way over here <laughs> you know but yeah it's, it's it's a really really crazy thing and like i said i never you know i expected just people from the valley like yeah. that was the goal you know to bring some of that you know when me and my friend jess would go out there and experience that bring some of that here yeah you know and and it's crazy that people know where McAllen is in Japan, yeah. you know, that they fly over here to it's meet crazy. some celebrities. So. I, I think uh, influencer marketing is one of the most underrated things. And this is what I want oh, I yeah. think I think we talked about it last year mm-hmm. uh, because influencers that have these huge followings, right? They don't know how to price themselves. And yeah. I, I, I kind of love this because yeah, either yeah. they price themselves <laughs> way too high or really low <laughs> yeah. for their reach that they can give you. And I think it's a really yeah. cool thing. I, I want to definitely explore this this year with a few people that I met. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, I find it very interesting because some I think some of your, your people that are actually dressing up and, mm-hmm. and the cosplay have tons of followers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I started following. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. They're huge influencers, and it's yeah. funny because a lot of them love controversy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it, it's and it's crazy, you know, that uh, someone from here can have over a hundred thousand, yeah. two hundred thousand followers. So, yeah. 
So that's awesome, man. I wish I had you know, <laughs> that kind of read. But again, uh, not as handsome as you I You got to be a girl, man. Yeah, I tell you, yeah, I, I got to be a girl and half naked. I had a Lauren Corzine on, on the podcast, and uh, I was telling her, like, dude, you're a girl. You're a pretty girl. You're blonde. You have blue eyes. Like, it's easy yeah, for you to grow. Great, great uh, singer, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like easy for you to grow. Like, me, it takes forever, <laughs> man. Dudes, yeah. Nobody wants to, look at, wants to look at us, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the, the important part is like the influencer marketing is, is a very underrated tool that. A lot of people don't use. And uh, I I think that using this, especially here in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, because I always think that a lot of people in the Rio Grande Valley are antiquated in their thoughts, right? Yeah. And and, and it's true. Yeah. Like not up. It was like up to maybe three years ago where CDs were still selling in the valley. And so a lot of music companies would target the valley valley. with CDs because we're the only place that still bought them. You know, everybody else had moved on already, you know. So, so for sure, yeah, we're antiquated. Which, in our which ways. is what I kind of love because this whole digital frontier, it kind of, it, it kind of is like it's everywhere. Because mm-hmm. I went, went to San Antonio, went to Vegas, LA, and a lot of the ads I was seeing, there's, there weren't very many, or they weren't yeah. very good. So it's, it's not only technically the real Grand Valley that's behind on digital. It's, it's everywhere because yeah. I don't think you can find somebody i I think because a lot of people have the antiquated mindset like you got to pay 10 grand for a commercial Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, when it's mm -hmm. not like that anymore yeah like you can create content at scale for 10 grand like it's it's crazy dude and i think it's that's the the process that we're here that we're in now is that you can you can find these really good artists and really good videographers photographers Mm -hmm. at a lower cost and they're willing to do the work yeah and it's the same thing in music you know, it used to be where, you know, we couldn't afford this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we'd have to go to a huge studio. And if we weren't backed by a label, we couldn't make music. Yeah. You know, and now you can open up your laptop, plug it in, and you're you're ready to go. Never in the history of man have we been able to do this. Dude. I, I think it's awesome. Like, it's insane. Imagine the next hundred years. Yeah. I, I, wish, I, I, I wish I could live to see them, you know? <laughs> Podcasts be like, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's on right. YouTube, Facebook. <laughs> You're going to have, like, contact lenses. You're going to beam like, stuff directly in their head or something. Pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited about the future because Elon Musk is here now, dude. Yeah, I think yeah, it's. Yeah. Have you been out to see any launches? No, I wish. I'm a huge space I, I thought I you would have been, like, the first ones, dude. I know. I just, I just, like I said, like I told you earlier, man, I'm trying to <laughs> schedule my day to make sure I have time to devote yeah. to every project that I have going in. It's, yeah. it's hard, so. Yeah, it's difficult taking a lot on your plate. I get, this is one of the testaments. I got, I got CBD bath bombs. Fresh bombs. Boxes of CBD oh, wow. bombs. Yeah, that's a lot of them. And uh, they've been there for <laughs> forever. But I think that's one of the interesting things. Like, I'm willing, and I, I, I see this in you, is you're willing to take risks. You're trying yeah. to, you're willing to do something, even if you lose money, just to test it out and see yeah. if it works. And I think that's one of the skill sets that a lot of people need to understand. Because a lot of people are like, well, should I do this? Should I not? Mm-hmm. And they just never do anything. Yeah. They're yeah. sitting on their couch hoping that something's going to come and yeah. it never happens. Scared money don't make money. Yeah. You know? So touch on that because I think I think the mindset of somebody that is willing to take a risk versus somebody that's just hoping something's going to happen doesn't well, work. You know, I mean, okay, so it it works both ways. If everybody had the balls, can I say balls on a podcast? Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfiltered. I'll put that. <laughs> if everybody had the balls to go out and create their own business, there would be no workforce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, you know, uh, there's some that are like, you know, screw it. I'm going to I'm going to give it a try. And they bomb. Yeah. And they're like, OK, that didn't work. And they give up. 
And there's there's looking back at the last um, 15 years of, of my life, there was a lot of points where I was like, I need to give it up, you know, but I didn't. And I stuck with it and I made it through. And, um, you know, perseverance, you know, you just got to keep going at it. But at the same time, it, it's a scary world. You know, yeah. you're 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 fending for, you know, I, I think I was talking about this with my girlfriend last night, Marla, you know, how it's a scary thing, you know, and there's some people that are like, hey, you know, uh, it's it's safer to have a salary and have insurance, you know, whereas I went 15 years with no insurance, you yeah. know, <laughs> and if I'd have died or something, hey, you know, it would have yeah. been too bad, you know, and, uh, but, you know, you, yeah, if you, if you, if you risk something, it's not always going to be, there's not always going to be a reward right there, right? you know, You're willing to put in the time, you know, it, it, it might be 15 years down the road, you know, and, and, and you have to weigh it. Does your life allow you to be able to live a poorer lifestyle while you're pumping all your money into this business that sometimes you're the only one who believes in, yeah. you know? And if it doesn't, you know, and, and hey, you got, you got kids to raise, you got, you know, mouths to feed. I get it. Like, not yeah. everybody can do it. But if you're out there doing it, you know, and you stick with it, more often than not, you're going to come out the other end. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving bad advice. <laughs> no, no. You're Everyone's going to quit their job. You're absolutely, no one's gonna <laughs> you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, even at one point, you have to figure out, like, well, am I good enough to be able to mm -hmm. work in this market? And at some and, point, like two, three, four years, like, shit, mm -hmm. I'm not getting anywhere. You should and, probably throw in the towel. And, and so I'm not the best at everything I do. No. You know, I, I just I just don't give up. And I and I try to learn and I, you know, push forward and learn from my mistakes and get up and dust myself off and do it again. Yeah. So it's not always about being the best. Right. You know, it's about how many hits you can take, you know, yeah. and still <laughs> keep going. Right. So And nobody wrote the book on how to freaking start yeah. a business and I mean, keep it going. I, I'm sure there's cases where, you know, people have immediate success. That yeah. that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, artist mentality. I was yeah. I was an artist, you know, and, and I had to kinda take my point of view and flip it and and say okay i know how to create art now how do i create money right you know and and it, it took a while to kind of adapt to that well what well. was it that that made that switch um i you know it, it was it was gradual and and it came from a need to to do it you know like i said i was super in debt yeah. you know hundred thousand dollars more Damn. or more dude in debt you know and I needed to figure out a way to get out of it. And there's nothing like a fire under your ass yeah. to make you jump out of that frying Absolutely pan, you know? true, man. So that's, that's kind of, you know, uh, what happened. Yeah. Do you think, knowing what you know now, do you think that you need school to be successful? No. Why? Nope. Uh, I, so I did, I did the college thing. Um, at the time, it did open doors for that time. You know, I graduated in 1999 from from uh, UTPA here in Edinburgh, now mm -hmm. UTRGB. And I had, all I had to say was, oh, I have a degree. Oh, you do? Boom. They would throw me ahead. Sometimes they wouldn't even check Damn. if I had a degree or not. Or maybe they did, and I don't know, but I'm pretty sure, you know, none of the places I worked for checked <laughs> to see if I really did have a degree. I could just lied, right? Yeah. You're such and, a good graphic designer. You can create your own. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 but the thing is, um, in, in all honesty, uh, the program that I was in at the time was way behind 
you know, even TSTC at the time had 3D animation already being taught, websites being taught. My program didn't teach me any of that. I had to learn that on the side, you know. So, so did it really prepare me? Uh, you know, I, I like, okay, so I worked for HEB for like eight years mm -hmm. and then I got my degree and I was like, man, I'm going to go work for the main, you know, main place in San Antonio in the right. design department. And I took my portfolio and they're like, mm, this isn't what we really want to see. We want to see more stuff like this, you know? And I was like, okay, well, nobody, you know, told me that I wish they would have prepared me more. So right. did school really prepare me? No. But having a degree did open doors. And that was back then. So then, you know, doing all this stuff for as long as I did, um, I took on uh, an apprentice, right? And his name is Frank. Hello, Frank. <laughs> and, and so he came in and he just absorbed everything. Everything, everything. You know, it was like, you know, I was the, I was the Jedi. He was the Padawan and stuff. Yeah. And, and now he's teaching me things, you know. <laughs> he's just like, hey, so damn busy, man. Yeah, and he's like, hey, have you, uh, have you played around with this new thing? I was like, no, dude, I haven't <laughs> had a chance. He's like, well, check it out, you know. And now he's, he's so advanced. He knows, you know, um, pretty much whatever I know. Not everything. I don't teach everybody everything. You know, I, got, I got some, you know, some, some I got swords. I some good stuff sheep, in there. You know, but... Um, you know, like I basically taught him almost everything I know as far as design is concerned. And then he took it to the next level. And I can honestly say he's he's probably better than me. Man, that hurts to say. <laughs> oh, he's going to love Frank. that, dude. <laughs> so, you know, and so but he, he's in it. Like, and like, like I said, like I'm already at the point where I'm like, I just do stuff for me. Yeah. You know, he still does stuff for all these clients. So he still gets to explore. He's where I was, you know, 10 yeah. years ago. And uh, but he didn't, you know, he didn't need to get in debt like I did, you know, owing 45 grand in student loans, Damn. you know, to be able to learn all this stuff. He just had to uh, find the right person who was willing to teach him and he was willing to learn and he absorbed it all. And now he's he's an expert at what he does. So yeah, I think that's important that you're finding your apprentice, you're finding your mentor to teach you this mm -hmm. stuff. But you also can go to YouTube University and just yeah. learn everything. man. I mean, another another passion of mine is I fix old arcade machines. Mm hmm. And so I learned through the school of YouTube how to fix arcade <laughs> machines, you know, and I can't do everything, but I can do like 85, 90 percent of what needs to be done. And then I get into that area where it's like, OK, I might shock myself and die. I better not mess with that. But I mean, you know, and, and, and it hurts because I, I don't want to say I don't want my kids to see this and be like, oh, well, my dad said I don't have to go to school. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still holding on to that thing that I want them, you know, and, and I force them to go to college. Yeah. You know, and and. Um, in hopes that, you know, hey, you know, there's still something to that. Yeah. But in all honesty, you know, if you're crafty enough, if you can hook up with the right person, you can learn. If you're dedicated enough to find it, you know, it's all out there. The Internet is huge. It's, yeah. a, it's a, like the Smithsonian on steroids. You know, you can, you can find anything. Uh, you might have to filter through some crap to get there. But you can learn anything, you know, online. And be just as good as somebody who who's now 50k in debt, yeah. you know, I and think, has a degree. I think Yao Sam said a good, who's a Gen Zer on my podcast, mm -hmm. and uh, I think he said it best that the college, he didn't necessarily, you don't necessarily need college, but the the relationships and everything that that opened up opened up in college really helped him grow mm -hmm. as a. As a extroverted person to that's, be able to talk and be in, be in these groups and stuff like that. That's true too. I mean, they, they make you stand up in front of the class and give presentations yeah. and, and that was really hard for me, but doing it all those years, 
I got better and better at it. Yeah. And now people are doing, you know, podcasts and stuff. Yeah. That's probably important for that too. And be able yeah, to definitely. do public speaking and stuff. So I'm not saying it's not, it's not, you know, useful. It, it, it definitely is useful, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if you don't go to school, you're not going to be successful. That's not, that's you, not the case at all anymore. Do you think that people have to leave the Valley to become successful? No, <laughs> I always thought that in the past. And I always thought my, my life was going to, you know, take me to California and that's where everything was happening or New York, you know, one of those big cities, you know, everything I wanted to do, you know, was being done over there. And then none of that. I'm from Sullivan City, you know, we have cactuses and cows and, yeah. you know, and acres and acres of land, you know, but if I wanted to be in a movie or if I wanted to make music, like how would I even go about doing that back then? Now everything is connected yeah. and so you can be at your house doing a podcast and people in you know china can watch it you know yeah. so so no you do not have to leave the valley you know to be successful um at least in most cases yeah and mostly i think you're absolutely right i think um since the internet's literally shrunk the world and the cost of living here is so damn good. It's yeah, like, I know. It's, it's, it's cheap compared yeah. to other parts of the world, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's people in California that earn more than people here that have houses, you yeah. know, that are living on the streets over there because they can't afford it. It's and crazy. A lot of people from California are moving to Texas yeah, now. Exactly. Colorado and all that stuff. It's, 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 it's cr yeah. pretty and, crazy where we're at. And so, so no, and, and like uh, take Comic-Con as an example. Or there's something you want to do, figure out how to do it here. I think uh, it was... Um, Kevin Smith, of course, he was in New Jersey, and that's close to New York. But he was just like, yeah, like, I just wanted to do it here, you know, because I couldn't do it over there. Right. And then all of a sudden, he, he was able to, you know, make it as a, as a director. Yeah, so, I think it's that initial thing that you go, boom, let's do it, yeah. let's try it. And if it works, it works. And, and it's going to take work. Not everything's going to work, but you don't know until you try. Yeah. So before we finish all the podcast, who is who do you get... I guess a uh, girl fan about when they come to Comic-Con or, or I guess who's your favorite actor that you've brought? So, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't get starstruck with the actors. Like, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get starstruck with the actors. It's the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest thing for me that I'll meet a comic artist and get all shaky. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, that's Todd McFarlane there, you know, creator yeah. of Spawn. And I'm just like, like oh, I'm going to meet him, you know? <laughs> Not William Shatner. I'm, I'm having a conversation with William Shatner, like, you know, he's my friend or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, I'm not starstruck with, with celebrities. It's people that, you know, I, I, it's mostly creators, I think. People that either created comics or, or did something like that on their own who I girl out for. Yeah, I think so. the same with me, like, with entrepreneurs. Like, if I were to ever meet Elon Musk, I'd be like, Whoa! Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, you know, and, and so, so yeah, for as far as celebrities, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, they're, you know, they're, I've met a lot of awesome ones, and, and, um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't get starstruck, you know, yeah. with them, I, I don't know, I don't know, I just, interesting, I mean, Stone Cold, I, I mean, met Stone Cold, and it was like, hey, it's Stone Cold, you know, and that's because I love wrestling, but it's, it's more, like, I don't know, I, I guess maybe I'm just that big a comic geek that the comic yeah. artists are the ones that I'm like, oh, my God, you didn't like, you know, <laughs> freaking out over. So that's awesome. Man. So <laughs> let's let's plug Comic-Con, dude, because it's coming up pretty cool. soon. Yeah, it's coming up April 24th through the 26th at the McAllen Convention Center. Uh, three days of pop culture and comics and awesomeness and costumes and collectibles and 
all kinds of things to do, video game tournaments. Um, you can check it out at SouthTexasComicCon.com. And then we have Anime Fiesta coming up in October, which is a similar thing, but geared towards Japanese animation. That was a great Japanese success this, this past year, it was, it was It was insane. Were you expecting that? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I was expecting a thousand people. You know, we got 5,000. I was like, wow, dude, you know. So that one's coming up again in October. Uh, We have a Gamers Expo that we're trying to find some dates for in between there. We, you know, it's a, it's a, um, there's conventions going on every weekend, everywhere in the world. And we want to make sure like, hey, we're not on a weekend that there's one somewhere in Texas. That would be be bad. So we're trying to find uh, one for that one. That one's all about gaming and and hardcore tournaments and, you know, people winning like $2,000 at, you know, Call of Duty or something. Um, And then I have Kaboom Comics, which is uh, comics and collectibles on 10th Street in McAllen and on Texas in Westlaco. We have Anime Boom on Pecan, where our old Kaboom was, which is all anime stuff. (laughs) Then I have a comic book coming out (laughs) called My Ordinary World. Um, It should be out by April. Uh, We're going to do a Kickstarter here pretty soon uh, for it. And uh, I think you can check that out at myordinaryworld.net, maybe, I think. And then I have a couple podcasts uh, that I'm working on. Uh, One's called What's in the Box, and it's me unboxing cool pop culture stuff and you know at kaboom every week we're getting new stuff and you know that's just coming out we're gonna unbox and let people know what's happening you know what's happening in the pop culture world and the other one i'm working on is called legends of pop culture and that one is uh more interviewing like basically the legends of pop culture the people that made you know pop culture what it was and then the band oh yeah then i have a band (laughs) called 40 caliber kiss that yeah that we uh we're all over the place check us out we're 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 all right (laughs) <laughs> all right so have you have you already announced people that are coming to comic-con uh, we've announced a few uh we we try to get multiple people all their contracts in and then we we release them in rounds like round one right, round two right. i think we just released round two round three uh should be out i think maybe next week and uh but we try to announce them in groups so we have to wait for all the contracts to come in then we gotcha. announce them and then we wait for more and then we announce them so cool. there'll be more more uh, announcements coming out pretty soon so so check that out facebook instagram youtube you're literally on yeah there tiktok you know TikTok, we're, we're so all over the place get on so. there check it out southtexascomiccon.com southtexascomiccon.com that sounds weird that's <laughs> <laughs> a, yeah, a tongue twister a bit all right ramsey thank you very hey, much for coming thank on you the for podcast, having us, man. Man. of course having bro. me not us well there's multiple me in there. <laughs> there's so. multiple me. Yeah, there's, there's, there's three or four of me in, in my head. So All right, thanks cool. for having us. Yeah.